The Bazaar is an explicit radio program, listener discretion is advised. Welcome! Got something that might interest you. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to the very next episode of the internet's favourite horror chat show, The Bazaar, with your host, me, Richard, bringing you the very best from the pages to the screen and everywhere in between. Today's episode I have with me Jacob Perrette and Taylor Rhodes. They have both directed, produced and starred in their feature-length horror anthology, Weird Fiction. Now, it's a fantastic entry into the many horror anthologies out there, but we got to chat a little bit about that, and I had the chance to see it ahead of its release later this year. So, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my chat with the two lads. Hello everybody and welcome back to the show. I have two fine gentlemen here calling from the US of A. Guys, would you like to introduce yourself? I have Jacob first, we'll start, and we have Taylor. All right, yeah. So hello everybody. Uh, my name is Jacob Pret. I am the uh, writer, director, and host, I guess you would say, of uh, Weird Fiction. And I am Taylor Rhodes and I am the actor in Weird Fiction, I play four different roles throughout the whole film. And Next. producer. And producer, and producer. <laughs> Super. Now, it is, is it your first film, first of all? First question, I guess? I I did a, uh, well, I guess I guess my answer is no. Your answer would be yes, your first feature This is film. my first feature film being involved. Yeah, first in. feature, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah, I, um, I did a, my first feature film my senior year of, of high school but this is like really like the first like i don't know big big feature getting I it out there now, yeah I mean. yeah the first the real deal i guess you would say yeah exactly and i suppose we're, we will dive a bit deeper into what weird fiction is exactly what i like to dive a little bit deeper than that before the movie what was happening before that so jacob how did you get started with movies first of all and then we can ask taylor the same question I was introduced to uh, YouTube. I was like, I think like around the age of like 10. I was really young and YouTube was was in sort of like its infant stages at the time. I remember just just when I when I discovered for the first time, my, my dad showed it to me. I was completely mesmerized by the the idea that you had people who were out there, you know, making videos and making content for like no money whatsoever and i'm like okay well i want to try and take a stab at that and um so i did and that led to um my first youtube page where i just did sort of like i don't know weird short films nothing nothing good <laughs> but um then uh from, from that channel i transitioned to my current channel on youtube which is called jacob speaks where uh for a while i was i was doing sort of um more more mainstream videos i guess you could say like like comedy sketch videos and tag videos and everything. And um, it wasn't until, uh, yeah, my, my senior year of high school where I sort of decided that I wanted to make a shift from from the more mainstream YouTube videos to to pursuing a, a filmmaking. But yeah, that led to uh, my first, uh, depends on, I guess, what you consider to be a feature film. 
I made a, uh, a 45 minute film called planet of the dead. And that was like really my, my first big, big thing, I, I guess, yeah. uh, my first time really directing, I, I suppose. And then from there, uh, I did some more stuff and actually pivotal moment. Uh, I was, uh, planet of the dead played at a, a, a theater here in Pennsylvania and, um, Taylor manages the, the said theater. Yeah. I was at a pre-screening for the film. Yeah, that's that's how we sort of we sort of met each other. He walked up and he was like, "Hey, I'm Taylor Rhodes." And uh, your boss was like, "Yeah, Taylor makes movies too." And I'm like, "No, that that can't that can't be." I, I would have I would have heard because yeah, we we live in a very you know small conservative town, so not, people don't do a lot of like artistic things. So right, um, yeah. So so we met so we met at the Planet of the Dead pre-screening, and then. Later on, uh, it was on Facebook. He put a casting call out, and I was like, "Oh, well, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give a stab. I don't really act or anything, but I'll, I'll try." And um, yeah, and so I went, and we did the film, and then just from there, it's been sort of like a domino effect to film after film, and then we've we've compiled weird fiction. I mean, through through the mix as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's sort of how how we met each other. Geez, I was expecting you were childhood friends. You were pretty much separated at birth, but so yeah. it was kind of fairly recent. Uh, Taylor, how did you get started in the whole debacle of filmmaking? Then, well, with me, um, my dad was in bands and stuff when I was a kid. So he and he was obsessed with horror movies. So my whole life, like, I I had trouble sleeping because of the sounds of the horror movies that he'd be watching. So I was always terrified of them up until ninth grade, whenever I was able to watch um, Evil Dead for the first time. And that's where I gained my love in horror. And I started writing horror. And it wasn't until I was in 12th grade, um, I watched Clerks uh, by Kevin Smith. And that got me into that wanting to actually make movies. And uh, there's a local legend where we live. Uh, it's the pig people. And right. <laughs> I, for years, I was writing scripts and wanting to get it done. And finally, in 2016, I, uh, I, wrote, I wrote the script and we filmed it. And he watched it and reached out to me mm-hmm. and told me uh, he enjoyed it. Yeah. And then it was about December. I was looking to uh, cast two people for a film I was doing called Paper Cuts. And uh, Jacob and his friend came over. So the first time me and Jacob actually got to hang out, yeah. I duct taped him to a chair. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we did paper cuts in his finger, the webbings of his fingers and toes. Not, and- not really, not real paper cuts. <laughs> <laughs> drenched him in corn syrup and, and food <laughs> yeah and actually originally taylor was supposed to be the other guy in the film but i was sort of sketched out because i i hadn't like really like gotten to know him yet and i'm like oh well i'm gonna be duct taped to a chair what if he's gonna murder me or something <laughs> so i the friend along <laughs> but uh, then uh i acted for him uh, and uh it was a film called two good things mm-hmm. i played a a serial killer who kidnapped a, a detective's uh, sister and that's where i started acting and then it just kept going and going and then got into weird fiction, starting with Incubus, mm-hmm. uh, the vamp- where it's the vampire porno one. And uh, <laughs> that's when I, like, I, I realized like, I just love, I love acting. So with weird fiction, it's given me like a huge love of acting and something that I've, I want to chase more than actually making films, like writing and directing. Right, right. And then Jacob, do you prefer being behind the camera then or what do you prefer yourself? yeah uh oh yeah definitely behind the camera um it was actually it was a challenge in and of itself to like like push myself to to be in front of the camera for uh or playing the collector in 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 weird fiction 
just because I, I don't think it's it's not like a like a, a stage fright thing or like I'm afraid to be in front of the camera because I have been for like practically my whole entire life. But it was just, I guess, more so like giving up the, the control of, of the camera, like, oh, make sure everything, everything looks good and everything, which Taylor did the camera work for that. He did a he did a good job. But um, oh, yeah, playing playing the collector was it was great. It was it was like nice, like finally, like getting the opportunity to like like let loose and yeah, like put on yeah. the and everything. And um, yeah, it was just a, it was a, a fun, fun character to play. It's so. The collector, AKA, we can't believe it's not the Crypt Keeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very good. I suppose I don't want to get onto, uh, and I suppose it is an anthology. We can hint at that, but we don't want to get there yet. Have the two V had any formal training? Cause I, I looked at the first, three stories now today and I, I must say some of the camera works and everything compared to most uh modest budget uh creations that i have seen has was actually spectacular i will put that out there to the audience so i was very impressed i usually kind of set the bar low with these kind of things and uh you did yeah. a very good job thank you yeah um as far as training goes i guess technically i like i'm in i'm in film school now so i guess there's I, I i learned some some stuff i'm not finished yet but um i i truly believe that like a a bulk of my body of work is completely like like self-trained like to me teaching myself and and everything i mean as far as acting goes for you you weren't oh, I, mean, I, yeah. I was never an actor he wasn't an actor i just sort of like dragged him into it and i was like oh you're kind of good at this <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so would you say since you got introduced sort of in a roundabout way with YouTube that you taught yourself through YouTube as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Actually how I started out was, um, I would watch, uh, particular videos. I think actually specifically it was like stop motion videos. I would just watch them over and over again. And my first videos were, were of me trying to replicate the videos themselves. And then from there it was sort of like, uh, branching off and, you know, doing my own works and everything. Yeah, I, I started off, yeah, like like replicating other things. And right. Then... And then I guess, was it always hard that the two of you were interested in then from like the very I'm beginning? Sorry. Was it always hard that the two of you were actually interested in? Is that like your primary focus or do you like uh, rom-coms or anything like that? No, well, I'm I'm trying to think of like, I, I sort of fell in love with like like the horror genre after after watching a nightmare on elm street for the first time i actually my dad had this 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 box set of all the nightmare on elm street movies and i remember seeing them and like i was i grew up in a like a a, a mildly christian household so like my my mom wasn't too like keen on me like watching stuff like you're that talking before. to an irish man here it's a catholic uh, <laughs> safe haven don't worry uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so so I was just I don't know I was intrigued by by the horror movies that my, that my dad had, and uh, I remember sneaking up and and looking at the artwork on on the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, and I was like, wow, these are actually really neat. And even to this day, like I just I think they're they're works of art and everything. And um, that's that's how I uh, how I got really interested in um, not only like horror movies but like screenwriting in general. But yeah, I I don't know. I've just I've just always been intrigued with 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 horror and everything let's neat with uh, with horror i mean i grew up with my dad who was obsessed with horror so it kind of just went down to me to be obsessed as well i mean 
I have a whole shelf covered in horror films and copies of Evil Dead. Uh, but with Evil, when I first saw the Evil Dead, it's where I like gained my love in horror. And seeing how, like, I watched all the behind the scenes features or anything like that, and just seeing how they made them made me the more interested in making a horror movie. And it was always an experience that I wanted, which with when I did Pig Hill, uh, my short film, I wanted to capture that that I felt from watching Evil Dead. And um, I had to tone it down a bit because I, I kind of threw myself to be like making a bigger budgeted thing that I would never be able to actually do. Where Pig Hill, it was like a nice, small, just creepy thing. But Evil Dead really gained that that love for horror for me. And it, it's just gained more and more and more I'm just obsessed now <laughs> yeah and um like we we've done like a couple uh different works where well most recently uh i did a short film for the college titled the dollhouse which was completely non-horror whatsoever and like like i think we enjoyed we definitely enjoy making it everything. but like i don't know it's just always been a been a fascination with with horror right and then i suppose between the two of you both mentioned that you had fathers who were gore hounds do they enjoy watching weird fiction then? My dad hasn't seen it yet. I don't yeah. know if you're dead. Excuse my, my me, dad. how have I watched it? Not your own father. Get, <laughs> get off the camera now and show him that and come back to me. <laughs> That's the <disgrace>. uh, <laughs> Your Your dad's more of a, my dad a is, horror guy than I think mine is. My, my dad sort of drifted away from it. I think. Yeah. Yeah, Sean's. Well, crazy. he's kind of, he's he's toned down a bit. Except um, he has a, I have a six-year-old sister and she'll come up to me when she sees me and she's like, oh, I watched the movie with the guy with the chainsaw hand. I'm like, what are you doing watching Evil Dead? <laughs> she, she laughs at Chucky. She thinks it's the funniest thing. And so he, he I mean, he's gotten her into the evil, uh, the, the horror fanatic and everything. But um, yeah, I, I haven't shown him yet. I think I want to, him to wait till when we have it on the big screen yeah, so he can yeah. experience it that way. Because um, we, we, he's seen a few of the segments because two of them were on YouTube uh, last year. And um, I know he watched those, but the rest he has not seen or even the full package. So I'm excited for him to actually check it out. Yeah. My my dad, uh, yeah, he's, like I said, he's he's seen the movie already. And he, both him and, and my mom enjoyed it very much. And um, yeah, so... He, he's he's sort of the one who got me into it but like i said since then he sort of like like drifted away from it but he is he is a a product of the 80s and 80s horror and everything so i think he he of all people like appreciates the the sort of i guess a retro vibe that that weird fiction was going for mm. so i suppose we can actually finally because we've hinted enough jacob uh, in your own words what is weird fiction if someone i suppose i got the sneaky sneaky uh, reviewer copy so it's not actually being released yet. It will be somewhere in the near future. But firstly, before it releases, what actually is Weird Fiction? Could you just explain to the audience and what they can be looking forward to in a few months' time? Yeah, so Weird Fiction is a uh, feature-length retro horror anthology film. And it's sort of set up like a uh, like a lost television show or like uh, more specifically like a, a midnight Halloween special that like... You know, when you were a kid, you might find yourself watching at like 3 a.m. 3 a. or yeah. you know, 3 in the morning <laughs> and your parents don't know about it or whatever. Just sort of like a weird show. As I said before, it's an anthology. And a lot of people assume when they hear anthology that it's, you know, directed by a whole bunch of different 
people. Mm -hmm. I, I wrote and directed each of the segments. And it's, uh, well, speaking of the segments, it's composed of four different stories. Uh, we have Goodnight Daddy, Night of the Sitter, The Incubus, and Cosmic Terror. And each one of them is completely unique from the last. And the way that they are, I guess you could say, like really connected or, or related is uh, via a host of the show who uh, I portray, known as uh, the collector, who, yes, is, is very much like a, like a crypt keeper. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, so he sort of he sort of takes us on on this journey, and it it draws a lot of inspiration from uh, like '80s horror movies, and more specifically, like like television shows that I I grew up watching, like you know Goosebumps from Fox Kids or or stuff that you watched, like um, Are You Afraid of the Dark, or even even Tales from the Crypt. Um, yeah, creep show. Yeah, it really yeah we were going for like a like a, a retro throwback vibe. Yeah, no, it definitely came across because. Um... Just watching it, it seemed to even go further back than the 80s. It kind of seemed like almost the 70s. There was that like gelato, diargento sort of lighting going on in each scene. It was, uh, <laughs> like, and then all the kind of jump cuts at the end and you, you know, saturated the screen and all these fade outs. It was very much early 80s, late 70s kind of vibe. Is that definitely something you were going for? Is it kind of stuff you picked up and you didn't even realize? Yeah, no, um, actually, interestingly enough, before we were even going to, you know, do weird fiction, we were considering doing a, well, because we had shot Incubus back in August, back in August of 2017. And then after that, we were planning on taking on a feature film. And you can actually, I think you can still find like the Kickstarter video somewhere online, but um, it was called The Death House. And it was a 70s inspired Film. I remember he he showed me House of the Devil back like a while ago, and I'm like, okay, this is amazing. Like, I would just want to, <laughs> I just want to make something like that because that to me had a very like like 70s vibe. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There's some some 70s, early 80s inspirations there. Yeah. And was it intentional then? Obviously, you had like tape cassettes. It was a bit of anachronistic stuff, but it, was it meant to be set? in the present day or was that more the limitations of the budget and kind of i was wondering whether yeah. it was throwbacks to the 80s or was it actually set in the 80s yeah so if it were up to me i would have made like a, a complete like like 80s 1980s set film but obviously due to budgetary constraints and everything we had to sort of rely on whether it be like like the synthwave score or the color grading to sort of emulate that feeling as opposed to like actually being in that time period. Like as for the, the cars and yeah. uh, in Cosmic Terror or even just in the other ones, I mean, cars just in general, they're... Uh, we, we can, yeah, we can buy like a car from the <laughs> 1980s. But like um, I've been I've been calling the film like a like a new retro wave type, type stuff. I guess I'm creating like a, my own genres now, but... Um, <laughs> It, that, which basically that just means I wanted to emulate that nostalgic feel of the '80s, but in a in a more modern time. Yeah, I well, guess. yeah. I suppose watching it, like there was nothing, you know, in older movies like, oh my god, I gotta run to a phone booth or someone call the cops. But yeah. there was nothing in those movies that could have been ruined with modern technology. It was very much like this is a story, you know, the first one, Good Night, Daddy. They were just out looking for things. There was no way to kind of find out anything. Like you did a good job of setting it in the present, but it wasn't broken by right. modern technology, even though you did have 
obviously all the throwbacks. I was loving the synth score as well. I'm a big fan of synth wave myself. So I assume you guys are too. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. And then I suppose, why did you decide then to even go for a feature? Or were those ideas for short movies that you had initially? And then you said, oh, well, maybe we can do it in like a full length. I always find that very daunting, actually. Yeah. Um, so like I had um, mentioned before, we shot Incubus. And then I was talking to Taylor. And I'm like, I think I would like to spend the next year working on a, a feature film. Because actually, I think I had watched a, at the time recently i'd watched um i spit on your grave mm-hmm. the, the original one right and i'm like this is so like like bare bones backwoods underground like why don't we just do something similar because i mean you know i just, I just watched the film I'm like oh we could do something like that yeah. and so that was the original plan but um, it's, it just sort of like fell through whether it be you know we, we tried getting funding for the film but it didn't really work out and then there were issues with like a couple of the people who were working on the film sort of like a falling out and everything. And um, that sort of led us to, we actually were planning to do an anthology in general, but it wasn't, it wasn't quite weird fiction yet. And then I remember I, for, for a, uh, a class project, I had to, to make a, uh, a short, a short film. And that's where night of the sitter came from. And it was sort of uh, similar in style, I guess, to, to incubus. I know, I know personally, like I really enjoyed like doing, like doing those types of films. And um, I think what I was, I started writing Goodnight Daddy and I was like, you know, why don't we just turn this into like, sort of like a, a retro trilogy. Mm-hmm. And then Taylor was like, well, why don't we just turn it into a feature? And I was <laughs> like, okay, that sounds, that sounds good to me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So that's sort of like how, how it came about. Great. And then Taylor, what was your favorite role then of the whole thing? What was your, like how long did they actually take? No, I'll ask you, what was your favorite one first? Okay. Uh, well, my favorite to play, uh, as much as I loved uh, there's uh, the alien squid in Cosmic Terror, as much as I loved playing him. Oh, or spoiler, even... I didn't watch that one yet. God damn. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, or, or even as much as I loved playing Dan, the vampire, uh, Father was Father has to be my all-time favorite. It, it was uh, tackling being a parent and it, trying to protect his daughter through what he believes is a sick, cruel world. And even though he's killing and doing all the stuff, he's doing it all for her. And uh, it was the first time I ever like got to put on a mask and play something than just someone with just my face. It's I was playing somebody completely different. I, I had my hair grown out and I grew a grew a beard. <laughs> and uh, it just got to play somebody. It was scary. Like there was the one day where I... Um, I had to get in the kid's face and I scream at him in his face and I like push him back. And I never did anything like that. And afterwards I'm like, I got chills. It was, it was something about it. It was, it just felt so right. And our uh, father was, has to be my favorite character. You'd be on a watch list now after this. It's like, Oh my God, I felt so empowered after wearing a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And then how long did each section take? Like how long Jacob, I suppose, we start back at the writing phase. How long did it take to kind of get the ideas together? Oh boy! I mean, when it it, it was sort of different for for each of them, but um, I think probably Incubus took took the longest to write. I don't know. I think maybe took like don't tell me like, two hours. <laughs> no, no, no. It took, it took probably like a like a month to just like formulate the ideas, and then I wrote it in probably like a week. 
that's 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 kind of how like the writing process was for all these it took maybe like actually no night of the sitter is an interesting story that one yeah so yeah so night of the sitter we shot in november november yeah. and we shot it in one one day okay shot it all right day. and okay. uh, <laughs> it was terrible i hated it <laughs> and, uh, didn't, yeah well actually we did have a lunch break so one little tiny one little tiny rushed lunch break. it <laughs> we were all getting antsy and just like oh my god we need to get through this yeah I, but i think the one that took the longest to do was either good night daddy no 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 cosmic terror cosmic terror Cause, definitely because cosmic terror was like spaced out over like two but months spaced out, <laughs> spaced out yeah. <laughs> uh, i did that on purpose <laughs> yeah cosmic terror took well like it, it didn't take obviously like two months but like spaced out yeah yeah and um yeah, so I think Cosmic Terror, and then Goodnight Daddy we shot in January, mm-hmm. and that took that was pretty quick. I mean, it took probably like a total of like four days, but like it was all in like contained yeah. in like one month. And the one day we had it was like negative two out, and true, we were in a garage true. trying to shoot the car scenes with heaters that didn't work. <laughs> that negative two Fahrenheit now for the European listeners, we got to get that out. Continue a little story. I'll do a little bit of look in here. <laughs> well, translation very, very, very cool. <laughs> and one of the one of the guys was in shorts, and he, he just his hands were beat red. And he's like, "I'm like, oh, you want a pair of gloves? I was wearing like two. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, how did yeah. you manage that? Like in out in two, would you not wait till the spring or something? Oh yeah, well, <laughs> I think I think Taylor's worse than I am, but he he's very much like okay, we have this film. We have to shoot it as quick as possible. Let's do it now, and then let's move on to the next one. Let's keep punching them out. There's no time. Oh, my but, God. Uh, Jesus, that's, I'm, that's I'm just looking there. Minus 19 degrees. Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's fucking insane. I could barely handle six degrees over here. <laughs> I I was getting, like, frustrated to the point where like i was shaking and like i was trying to like 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 you know change the plate off the bottom of the camera and like i couldn't do it and, i like, was in a trench coat with a long sleeve and coat underneath and pants and a mask yeah. i was sweating <laughs> everybody else is freezing cold yeah he very much likes likes the cold weather i'm more accustomed to to warm so like we differ on that yeah oh and i guess this is sort of kind of unrelated to weird fiction but we were on another shoot for a short film called uh, the black ribbon and we were shooting in this this big open theater uh downtown where we live and um the temperature it was it had to be upwards of of, of 90 hot one of the dressing rooms there was no ac up there or anything no windows to open and we, um duct tape so we could make it darker and the duct tape literally just fell off immediately yeah yeah we were duct taping like cardboard to windows and the duct tape wasn't staying and i remember i uh i was so sweaty i went to grab uh one of my rigs and like so it was metal i just slipped right off of it i'm like oh man indie filmmaking is that one couldn't afford the ac for that one though <laughs> oh yeah excellent Sorry, sort of rambled there for a minute <laughs> uh, this is all about rambling this is about the chat so how do you decide then which order to put them in or like kind of pacing wise or was it just you you know roll dice or something when when it came to uh to picking which one which one was first which one was last i i don't know it was, i don't know like really how we how we like 
went about it. I just always sort of had the idea that I wanted Goodnight Daddy to, to be first mm-hmm. because it's it's my my personal favorite. And obviously, I believe in in starting off strong and everything. And then um, I I know I knew I wanted the last one to be uh, Cosmic Terror, which I won't spoil it for you, but has a very <laughs> And the audience, the people listening, this, oh, yeah. is, this is recording. Is we're not just having a chat. <laughs> Sorry about that. It has a, a, a very explosive ending, so that's how I saw it, sort of how I wanted to to okay. go out. Incubus is is the most stylized of all of them because we have like the VHS look and the bars on the side. So I thought, you know, if the audience is gonna probably possibly tune out at any point, it's probably gonna be sort of towards like the third act going on the end. So like maybe switching up the visual visual style may may bring forth like some new stimulation or something and then uh night of the sitter was i don't know it just always felt it was i feel like it's a strong segment so it, it tends to be every, everybody who watches night of the sitter tends to find it their favorite and it's it's also uh one of the most different i think because it's just like it's it's a com it's a comedy yeah yeah definitely no that was fun one actually um <laughs> it was just great what you did with the use of what you didn't have basically like obviously i spoiled it myself jesus christ (laughs) i'm gonna have to beep that out in post but uh that without showing it was quite good because you're you still just imagined it so it was good god i think we just ruined it for everyone when is the movie actually coming out then people might forget by the time it comes out when is it coming out yeah, so um, we have a, uh, it's sort of like a, a select theater release debut, whatever you want to call it, of October 3rd uh, here in Pennsylvania. And then we have um, a few different venues lined up in the U.S. that, you know, we would like to try and get the film into. If you don't want, well, I guess technically I was going to say, if you don't want to wait until then, you can buy the DVD, but the DVDs probably won't get delivered until, you know, probably late October, yeah. early November. Yeah, if you're interested in 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 finding the film, or I guess supporting the cause, uh, we're launching an Indiegogo at the end of this month where you, you'll have the opportunity to purchase the DVD and different like merch uh, items and, and stuff like that. But October is is the, the real release mm-hmm. date. Right. Jesus, that's a bit far away now. <laughs> Good thing I got to see it. And I do have another burning question. The man who seems to crop up everywhere. How did you get involved with uh, Chris Barnes? Of all of oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a, it's actually kind of an interesting story. Um, so I almost said I met Chris, but uh, here in PA, <laughs> I, I started talking to Chris. I, um, we had gotten done with Night of the Sitter and I don't, I don't exactly know why, but like we were, we were going down or going around to different local news outlets. Like uh, we have a couple of newspaper places here. We have the, you know, Erie News and everything. And uh, we were trying to get the story out about fame cinema because which is our, our our production group whatever you want to call it because this was around the time when when we knew that we were going to go forth with weird fiction so we're like mm-hmm. you know maybe we can you know get some of the segments and the news and everything and then um it just sort of transitioned from starting the buzz locally to you know branching out and wanting to you know share it with with the indie horror community i really just typed up like an email and attach the film and you know a little bit about myself and who fame cinema was and everything and i just sent it out to pretty much any indie horror site who i thought would listen and um chris barnes of the slaughtered bird uh happened to be uh one of the ones who saw the message and uh, was like yeah i'll i'll 
check you guys out. I'll check out Night of the Sitter. And um, he put out the review. He did a, the poster for us as yeah. well. Um, yeah. Brutal, is it Brutal Designs? Brutal Posters? Brutal Posters, yeah. Yeah. And so that's how we sort of got involved with him. And then from there, it was just, uh, I don't know. I just, like, in between films, I would just find myself, like, like emailing him or talking to him. Be like, hey, man, how, how are you doing? How's the, you know, how's Burn going? How's, you know, this and that? And I don't know. We just sort of uh, developed an, an online friendship. And uh, it has persisted to this day. But then what I must ask, how did he snake Slaughtered Bird films into the title sequence in? Well, it was, he didn't even really have to like, like beg me or, or even like ask me. Cause like he, um, I just figured like he's done like, like, like so much for us. Like when it comes to like promoting or, you know, doing the posters and everything, and I'm like, and it's all it's all for free, like out of his free time as well. So like I, I I want him to be involved. I've always told him like you're as much of a member of Fame Cinema as I am. I don't know. It was just I I want to attach the Slaughtered Bird you know logo to to the film. And I just yeah, it's just a, a good a good partnership as well. Like I want to say like like we help them out, but like what do we do? They're huge. <laughs> <laughs> but um. You know, maybe people will will watch the film and they'll go, "Oh, Slaughtered Bird." I wonder what that is. I'll go check them out. So, yeah, like I mean, what actually is the plan for the movie? Then, do you hope to maybe make money on it or get a distributor or what's actually the grand picture? Or is it something that you're just going to put into your college portfolio or what? What are the hopes for it? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, when it comes to like distribution, I am absolutely like like clueless when it comes to that so i mean there's been there's been talk like but like we don't really have like a, a solid plan for for distribution i guess as far as the big plans right now is just um the campaign mm-hmm. at the end of the month and um getting the word out getting you know the merch out and everything and, and and fortunately enough we've had the opportunity to create weird fiction with you know just our, our out-of-pocket money and everything and we're not necessarily relying on on any funding to like get it out there so now it's just we're relying on on funding to to get the word out i guess yeah and to to pay for like the costs to you know get it in you know the theaters that we want it and everything i don't know i just think it'd be cool to know that somebody has you know our our poster print or our dvd on their shelf for you know getting the word out that way as well but not not really any any solid plans for distribution although i would i would like to yeah I've also had the opportunity to talk to the Northern Frights Film Festival. I believe I'm saying that correctly. Northern Frights Film yeah. Festival. Yeah. I've talked to them about, well, not showing the film, but like showing the trailer. So we're, we're, we're slowly like easing our way into, I guess, a bit of the, the festival circuit as well. Right. And then you were saying that the two of you found each other in a really small town and you didn't realize you were making movies. Is there anyone else in the community that you found along the way kind of making the film? Not not particularly like in our area, but in in a in a city about like forty minutes away from us, there's a whole different film community. Which actually, recently we we found out about them, and they found out about us, and they invited us to a um, like a dinner party and everything, where we're just sort of like honoring you know the indie filmmakers of the area and everything. Really, like like aside from from them, we're the only ones here. We're from Meadville. Yeah, which, which is, is a, a small, small town, small town in Pennsylvania. So yeah, it's just it's really just us in Meadville. Right. So what's the American equivalent of a small town? Now? How many people is there? Oh man, 
you're not like cousins who didn't know each other now or anything. It's not that small, is it? <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> well, well, he technically he's from Meadville. I'm from Stegertown, which is like five, ten minutes away. So like I always say Meadville because you know people don't know where Stegertown is, let alone like some people don't even know where Meadville is. Oh, no. But yeah, <laughs> well, like yeah, I don't know where uh, either is, so that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I wouldn't, you know, like I'm not sure. Stegertown has like maybe not even a thousand. Dang. So Meadville has, I honestly, I have no idea. Yeah, like, I'm not sure. What is what is your definition of like a small town? Uh, I suppose, yeah, probably less than 5,000, I guess, or 3,000. Really? We might have a little more than that. I He's think. more knowledgeable than I am. Not really, but I mean, <laughs> I, I, I believe it's a little more. Than yeah. There's not a lot of people, but. You kind of see the same people every single day. Right. So you're kind of saying it's like a conservative town then, but you have secret closet fathers who are horror addicts and you're making yeah. horror movies. Is there much of a support, do you think, then from the local community if you like took it down to and did a screening, with, say, in a church, perhaps? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> so I'll get to that in a second. But like uh, one of the challenges or like the biggest things like for us when it comes to like filmmaking or well like making films in this area is locations like we're filming in people's houses and everything like yeah. friends family but I mean after this film we sort of like exhausted all of our, our, our resources and unfortunately most of the people that I have known my whole entire life are very conservative or religious and don't really take to the idea of filming a uh, off-screen blowjob scene in your basement. <laughs> so it's uh, or even like cussing in general. Like it's it's I don't know that's it's difficult. But um, as far as I guess local support is as like a whole, like um, there is definitely I think like our small group of of followers. Well, like what, what have we had like twenty four, twenty five total people involved in mm -hmm. the film. So, so you're like, telling me you've started a cult in your little town now. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The famous cinema cult. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's the planet of the dead debut back in 2000. Oh boy. 2015. Yeah. Had like, I don't know. I think we had like 300 people show up, which I don't know how that happened, but yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're sort of hoping for the outcome. I mean, there's, there's definitely those people in the area who are supportive like i was even surprised that like we got into like the newspaper here just yeah. because of like and we got front page which was awesome and uh you know they're talking about goodnight daddy and i'm on the front page doing the stupid director thing <laughs> <laughs> see the frame yep <laughs> but yeah there's there, there's some some support i mean few and far between but it's it's definitely there yeah, yeah. so do you think maybe for a future project you could incorporate more of the town now that they know they have a i suppose a, a budding filmmaker in their midst i i actually uh like i i keep on going back to planet of the dead that was that was just the, the big moment i guess we're like oh yes i'm a filmmaker you know showing it to, to the 300 people in the area who, who who showed up or whatever like i was i was thinking like oh man i used to have a problem you know getting actors before but now that everyone knows about it they're gonna jump on on the opportunity as soon as it presents itself whenever another film comes around that's honestly not not the case like finding finding actors or actresses or just people who want to help is is still very difficult mm -hmm. well people will say that they want to be involved and then it comes, and then and it then comes it time to do it and they're like nah something something came up i i i can't do that anymore 
that, that's another that's another one of the challenges locations and 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 finding finding actors and actresses yeah right so do you actually have any more projects in the pipeline because I, I know you obviously have this done and it's wrapped up so can you reveal any future plans then we can yeah. so uh <laughs> i gotta i gotta think about like the 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 best way of putting this without without giving it away, but we we have really enjoyed the process of of making weird fiction and the style of it, the the retro horror genre, whatever you want to call it, is really a, a place that I would like to call home. I guess I should sort of back up a little bit. We made Goodnight Daddy, and of of all the four, without spoiling it, <laughs> of all the four, it is uh, in my opinion, I believe that that leaves the most open-endedness towards a sequel and um taylor and i were talking we we're like even if it was like just for fun because like we we really love the character of father and, and jamie and, and everything and we would like to to see what their future holds and everything and so i had mentioned you know what if we just did what if we just did Goodnight daddy 2 and it was just like a a youtube release or maybe even like a special feature on like the dvd in the future or something but then that led to well, I, I I believe that that no matter what, like unless weird fiction blows up and we're on the cover of of Fangoria, and uh, <laughs> you know it it gets bigger, or whatever. I mean, we're gonna be here in the same place making making films nonstop, no matter what. So like, why don't we just keep on on going with it? And so um, along with Goodnight Daddy Two came came the idea of making a weird fiction season two. Which um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give a direct answer, but may or may not be a uh, Google Doc right now where I have my little notes and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So. And Taylor, are you on board then to be directed by this schmuck again? <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it's this is where I like found my love in acting. I always found myself wanting to make like write and direct film, but. Um, Ever since I started acting in his films, I've found this new love of being involved in film. And uh, such as like acting in all these different roles. I've played a serial serial killer. I've played a uh, father. I've, I've played vampire a cannibal. Porn star. Va- vampire porn star. <laughs> I, and I've, I've played all these different roles and everything. And uh, especially with weird fiction, I, I play four different roles. So, And with that, it's, it's given me more of an opportunity to show what I can do and do more. And uh, it, with whatever we do next, I, uh, I just want to keep that going because I, I completely love acting and being involved in his films. Like if I think it'd be weird if somebody was like, hey, we want you to be in our film. And obviously it depends on what it'd be. And I'd be like, okay, I'd do it. So what he's saying, if Kevin Smith, one of his biggest inspirations came up to him and was like, hey, come be in a movie, you would say, no, 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 I, I only work for Jacob. <laughs> It's very flattering for Jacob there. <laughs> but uh, with but it's a it's a comfort thing and being involved with uh, Jacob because we have both the same passion for filmmaking. Right. Yeah, and uh, we both know exactly what we want to go into a film. So it, it's it, it's comforting, and I I just enjoy acting for him. It's it's sort of like like the the Tim Burton Johnny Depp relationship. Yeah. like they just sort of like understand one another. And I think that's, and we, we, we have a lot of the same creative goals, you know, in mm-hmm. mind and everything. And I don't know, it's just, yeah, sort of like that relationship. Right. And then I suppose moving forward, would you consider 
moving out of where you are would you go towards la or new york sort of more media centric places or would you ever have considered that yet you need to wrap up your studies or what's the future holding that's a that's a very good question uh do you have the answer to that right now i don't want to be the first to answer that <laughs> i mean uh, there's if, if, if it came down to where we would have to move to be closer to such such things i mean we have new york is a few hours away and there's that but i never thought of myself living in new york or anything yeah, it's, like that it's not like like one of those things where where like you just sort of like like move to la or new york or whatever and it's like hey here's a job or or, or, or whatever at least i mean i've never been to la or or New York or anything. So it might be, I, I don't know, but, um, <laughs> and I never really like considered myself to, to be one of those people who like jump on directing or, or being involved in like, like mainstream movies. Like I've always sort of been content in, in, in the, the indie scene. So, um, I don't know, I guess, I guess for the future, like I, like I said, yeah, I'm still, I'm still at college. I don't know. I guess the plan will always just be to, so no matter what I'm doing, whether I'm working at a nine to five or I am, I don't know, doing whatever, I, f- filming will always be, you know, happening in in, in the background, no matter what, mm-hmm. L.A. or or New York or, or or whatever, they can they can wait. <laughs> right. So I suppose to rephrase the question then, is filmmaking something that you would both consider to be your primary? source of income in the future are you were just kind of saying there it will always happen regardless but i i suppose the question is would you be willing to make the leap and just immerse yourself in it completely oh that that's a dream yeah that's that's the that's the end goal but it's just it's just getting getting there there. (laughs) i work at a movie theater i'm a manager of a theater and i've been there for four years but you just I've been filming, I've been acting and doing this for about a year uh, with Jacob. And it's something that I just, I don't want to get away from. And uh, having, being involved in film and having that as my career is, is definitely the goal where I don't have to go to this movie theater and, and work uh, behind a concession counter and deal with angry customers. Uh, I can be involved in a film and then, if people want to be angry with me, they can write about it online and I don't have to be there face to face. So yeah, I suppose coming around to it again, like is there much opportunities for acting outside of what you generate yourselves in where you are? I suppose it goes back to the traveling, like is it something that you actually would consider now having made a full feature length? And I must say it was done quite well. The acting was great for what it was. So to sort of push the envelope put yourselves out there learn a bit more learn from different people be extras do commercials etc would that be something that you do i suppose i'll ask again after giving you that insight (laughs) i think so it'd be worth it'd be worth the shot of trying to to see how others do it or be involved with different projects to get more involved in experience and get out there more because with with what we're doing i mean with weird fiction especially like we can't just keep it where we're at, like trying to get it to different people. Like, like, watch. like the, the theater up, up or downtown or whatever, like is cool and all, but like <laughs> there's more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. No, it is all exciting. It was definitely really fun to watch because 
it obviously came out of nowhere. I think this is quite a quick turnaround. When did we start chatting? Like two days ago or something? Right. Yeah, yeah. And I was and like, oh, we're Tuesday. I was like, oh, yeah, great. A little slot. No, because obviously, if you had a chance to listen, it's pretty much a, an indie horror focused podcast. I've really carved out that niche for whatever reason I've found myself doing this. And it is great to chat to people when you see something and you see the passion behind it. And you get to chat with the creators and say, right, I saw this. What did you mean by this? And you're like, oh, no, that's because of X, Y, and Z. Because one of the scenes actually in uh, Incubus, the very end, was that meant to be a hospital scene? Or he was sick at home? I'm just bedridden at home. And the crazy girl comes to... Yeah, we... we, (laughs) You're going to spoil your own movie here. And it's not even out for a few months. I'm I'm just saying... The final in the final scene was it meant to be bedridden at home or a hospital scene? That's what I was wondering. Yeah, it was meant to be bedridden at home. Yeah, yeah. was that after the fact when you said this doesn't look like a hotel or a hospital <laughs> room? <laughs> Do you think we can make this look like a hospital? No, no, it's a it's a it's a bedroom scene. <laughs> tried to film in a hospital before, and it's very difficult. <laughs> yeah, I suppose those beds are always full. It's very probably very hard. No, as I said, it goes back to what I said earlier: the comments of you did very well with what you had and it didn't kind of take away from the feel. It really felt like a good throwback. And obviously there was lots of like throwbacks and little tropes and winks and nods, obviously towards like Halloween with good night daddy and all that. It was very much like looking through the mask and the breathing and all that was, and the synth sound was pretty much taking cues straight out of John Carpenter's scores. Do you ever think while you were making it then that like, obviously it would be too pastiche or was it just like I'm flexing our muscles here just to like make something that was quite competent. Well, like I think when it, when it came to like, like Goodnight daddy, like in particular, like you had mentioned the, the, the Halloween vibe and everything like each, each of the films like started out with like a, like, like we would compare it to a movie. Like actually when it came to, to Goodnight daddy, it was, um, okay, well, we're going to take uh, Jason from Friday the 13th, like the slasher, and we're going to mix it with uh, the kids from Stand By Me who are going off to, to look for a, a missing body. And then, I don't know, like Incubus was... Um, well, <laughs> Incubus... <laughs> Incubus was, was interesting because... Well, because it's a vampire porn style. <laughs> but um, we were like, okay, well, you know, what are our favorite vampire films? Oh, The Lost Boys. Oh, um Fright, Fright Night, yeah. yeah, the whole apple biting scene from, or from the the dinner lunch scene with, yeah. with Missy, yeah, yeah. They just there's even a little Nightmare on Elm Street too in there. And oh yeah, yeah, how could I forget about that when he's dancing in his room and everything? <laughs> oh yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street too. <laughs> Excellent. Well, gentlemen, I'm just wondering, did I miss anything now? Because I suppose we could nearly start winding down a little bit. Uh, is there anything I missed, blatantly missing, that you'd love to discuss? I don't think so. I mean, we already we had already mentioned the uh, the Indiegogo mm-hmm. and everything, which is really like our our next step and everything. I think. And the trailer has been released. Oh too. yeah, the trailer has been released. So um, that's out there for everybody to see. Right. Yeah. Super. And I, I think that's that's all. Yeah. That's all for now, is it? That's excellent. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for coming on. It was an absolute pleasure chatting with you this evening thank you for taking time out of your day 
to entertain me and my listeners where can people find you online then where is the best place to get all the weird fiction news etc if you go to facebook you know facebook.com slash weird fiction movie or just type in weird fiction in the search bar we should uh pop up we post uh multiple weekly updates mm-hmm. there as well as our instagram page at weird fiction movie as well and uh yeah we, we post stuff there all the time all of the information whether it be on indiegogo or about indiegogo or you know future screenings will all be i'll be posted there great and then your personal musings where can people find you oh uh, taylor Rhodes. i'm on facebook and on instagram and twitter <laughs> what's your what's your is your instagram and twitter handle the same yeah it's just taylor Rhodes. oh okay <laughs> My uh my my Instagram is uh at Jacob Speaks and my Twitter is at Speaks Jacob because Jacob Speaks was already taken. So uh <laughs> yeah. and um yeah, my, my Facebook is just Jacob Perrette. Great. Well gentlemen, once again, thank you very much for coming on. Absolute pleasure, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Yeah, thank, thank you. you very much. Thank we you. appreciate it. And that was my chat with great two lads hope you enjoyed it great stories there and i wish them all the best with their future endeavors really looking forward to weird fiction volume two if that ever does materialize and links to everything down in the show notes so until next time it's at the fear merchant fearmerchant.com and i forgot to mention i'm now over on podbean so somehow you've missed some episodes but i guess if you're listening to this you're on the right feed but if you know anyone else listening tell them it's all over on podbean itunes and stitcher so until next time take care well how was that for a scream boys and ghouls